insurance sent me a thing saying updating my mileage, my annual mileage. Mm-hmm. And first of all, my annual mileage is on all, all my cars are through the roof for, compared to what I actually do. Oh, yeah. Oh, so what? why wouldn't you change that? Oh, I'm going to. Okay. So I looked at my commute. You know, it's... Uh, Your commute. <laughs> my commute is uh, eight-tenths of a mile. Oh, my gosh. And if I were to work every weekday of the year, which I don't, I take vacation, there are holidays, mm-hmm. it's uh, 480 miles Ooh. a year. Wow. Commute. Dude. So... I got that going. Time for, for time then, for you to get a really appreciating classic. And then I then I clicked on the thing where it says uh, bicycle, you know, yeah. in Google, and it's like basically the same time. <laughs> so wow. I'm just driving for no reason at all. I yeah. could walk, I could walk in 25 minutes, but I it's cold. It sounds like you need to get on that uh, Beck 550 commuter plan. Oh, mm. that's the dream. If you don't have any real commute, just get a freaking 550 spider. Yeah, that's pretty huh. badass. I was thinking something so uneconomical, uh, like uh-huh. the worst mileage I could find because it doesn't matter. What came to mind? You know, big boats, Cadillacs, yeah. SUVs, stuff like Dude, that. You know, commuting in a four-door Cadillac. Right. I mean, stuff that you don't care at all if it gets four miles a gallon because that's fine. Yeah, parking's not an issue where you work no, either. Parking's so. good. I have a safe, secure parking. I can see my vehicle from work. Basically, you're living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> I mean, part of, part of me wishes I had a, you know, a five mile commute with windy, fun roads. That, that oh yeah, fun. that would, that would be awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. It is but. a little bit of a commute. It's nice to wake wake yourself up. Yeah, and my old commute had a, let's say five minutes of highway driving, mm-hmm. which is perfect for a car because yeah. you get the alternator mm. charging the battery. You know, you get things moving. A you're little able bit. to actually get it up to temperature. Get it up to you're temperature. You're not on yours. Not really. Hey, you're, just, not really. you're just killing your car. <laughs> killing it softly. Yeah. Um, so I'll be updating my mileage. I don't know what I'm going to tell them. So my, my mileage in a given week is more than your year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Dude, Lane, are you going to be able to do that forever? I used I, to do 250 a week. I don't know. I've done it. You, you did it for a while. I know. Uh, and it really was bugging me. Like, I, I, I was telling myself um, before I got fired from my last job, uh-huh. uh, I was telling myself, like, I, you know, I'm going to have to figure something out I've done within it within the next year because it's too much time. It was yeah. getting, eating at you a little bit. Yeah. I don't blame you. I've done it for uh, almost nine years. Shit, dude. So I, I had a guy with, uh, he has a... Uh, newer three series that we were doing some work on and he commutes and I asked him, where do you commute to? Yeah. Palo Alto every day. And I go, okay, you have a three series. It's an automatic, but whatever. How often do you take page mill or, you know, skyline? Uh, I did it once. The sun was in my eyes the whole time. Wait, you complained about the sun being in his eyes. So then I asked him, how long have you worked there? He thought about it for a while since 1992. Wow. Every day. Dang. Two, which is like, what, 60 miles one way or... Well, less, but yeah. Okay, let's call it 50 miles. Of hard miles on the freeway because it's right. like mucho traffic. Tons of traffic. Every day for 30 whatever years, 25 years. That it's is pretty insane. Heavy. And he's only taken an alternate route once. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, one time. Oh, my God. How many times have you been stuck just, like, sitting in, in gridlock? Infinitely. After the know. first day, like, not even the real official day that I moved back to Santa Cruz trying to commute up to San Mateo, I was like, no way. I can't. I can't do this. Right. For the second day, I took back roads. I know. <laughs> like, what? There's got to be another option. Just totally didn't, doesn't care at all. That's just life. And he lives by the beach, like, by my house. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, like... It's commute, into, it's commute yeah. into town. Like, on like to the freeway. To yeah. the freeway. It blew my mind. Super common, though, in this area that people just have these ridiculous commutes, and that's what you and do. And one reason was the sun was in my eyes that one time. I, for the normal person, it is not 
t- it like, nobody would do the, the back road commute. You're right. Like for even like <laughs> you're right. It's 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 scary. ridiculous. It's it's un- the unknown. It uses a ton of gas. I guess it uses a ton of gas. It's pretty hard on the car. It's hard. It's just hard. Yeah, because you have to work at driving the uh, car, especially if you if you don't really like you have to if you enjoy it. It's a whole it's a whole nother level. Like yeah. oh my god, what an amazing opportunity! But yep. if you if you're the type probably like ninety percent of drivers out there are the type that get a little intimidated by windy roads and mountain roads yeah. and yeah, and then you throw some, highways. You throw some weather into the mix. Weather or you throw deer? Some, yeah, deer. I've been taking the coast a lot Bicyclist. lately, and I've kind of enjoyed it. The coast is a, such a nice option what's for just the, zoning out. What's the time difference for that? It's almost nothing. Almost nothing, yeah. Oh, jeez. Really? Yeah. Even with that speed limit? Or you say, fuck the speed limit. I'm but it's just... Life. I go 10 over. Yeah. I mean... Because it is slow. It's 55. Yeah. So, I mean, that seems like it would suck. Is this entertaining stuff for no, our podcast know, listeners? On. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, Lane, two things. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Lane. My name is Warren. And I'm Brian. Two things. <laughs> oh, you hijack it? They call it me back? two things. Yeah, right. <laughs> two things. You went to Nevada recently? Or yeah, I went and hung it, out. Is it Nevada? Pahrump. You were not in Pahrump. No, I wasn't. Um, some, I think... Oh, is it Nevada or you know, Nevada? You know, you go to Nevada all the time. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Nevada? Turbo Brad. I know you're not from Nevada, but what do you say? I think Nevada? It's Nevada. It's okay. Nevada. There's Nevada. What do you call oh. your uh, dad's sister? Uh, what? My aunt? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I say aunt. <laughs> I know. Well, some people say aunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, how do you say tomato? No, you say tomato. <laughs> how do you say, like, what do you That's say? That's what you say. What do you call the red fruit? It's a fruit, right? Yes, it's That's a fruit. That's salsa. A raspberry. <laughs> All right, moving. all right. So I went to SEMA, but I already talked about it on a podcast. But you didn't tell us about it. That's true. <laughs> so and I, I, it was only after day one that I recorded. So how many pictures did you take? Uh, about fifty. What was your uh, sh- star of the show? Uh, I think Rob Ida's nine eleven was really cool. Although, like Magnus's cars were pretty cool too. What his nine six four and his old his uh, sixty. I was saying I was thinking whatever. that his uh, nine eleven his nine six four with the the louvered fenders is the best color combination it could be. Oh, you like the red, the I like blood, blood blood red, red interior with that dark. Is it gray or like a? Yeah, it's like it's really cool. It's a gray green. It's really green yeah. in person. So it's I actually like it's a really neat color. Uh, I think he could have uh, the seats if they were a little bit of red on those. Like the, in- I haven't seen it. Uh, oh, the seats weren't red. Person, no. I'm trying to think. I love of, red interiors. Aren't they tartan? Oh, he might have had like a tartan though. I think they're yeah, tartan. it was pretty cool. And it has red carpets. Kind yeah. of neat. I dig it. It's a cool car. And then his, I forget what year it is, but his '67 S, which was there last year. Uh, but it was just the body oh, the was floating. No, 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 the two, one the silver with the blue stripes. Yeah, remember it was there, but it wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. That is a nice looking one. That one's complete now, and that's really nice. Like very tasteful. Both those cars are so tastefully done. They're almost like anti-Magnus in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, you know, they're not every like the stripes that it does have are very clean and yeah. But he would argue that it is Magnus. That is. That is all Magnus. Well, and he has the French uh, taillights, the R taillights, yeah. and, st- and his little... little and he's got some louvers. Like louvered uh, deck lid, and he has louvered fenders, fenders on both yeah. of those cars. Oh, really? The other one has it too? Yeah, Brian GT3 just cruised down with his louver tool and just kind of did his magic. Yeah, Magnus asked me, and I was like, look, it's not that big of a deal. If you want to have him to the fenders, we can do that too. Yeah. So he's like, okay. It was actually... Uh, what's his name? Did him? Rob. Oh, yeah. Or Rod. Yeah, we did. Uh, Rod Emery? Rod Emery. Oh, he's yeah. the liver king. He's the liver king. You're just you're just posing, Brian. Well, um, yeah, I'm not the top of the, no, I'm not <laughs> not the best in the, the business. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Anyways. No, I'm making my way to these theoretical louvers. But, yeah, I don't know if I talked about it before, but it was a really weird SEMA. There wasn't really a particular, like, new car that was out or, like, in previous years, the FRS was hot, BRZ, um... Every time there's a new Camaro or Mustang out, it's really hot. Yeah. This year, I mean, there's always tons of Mustangs, always tons of, um, you know, BRZs and FRSs since they came out. And Camaros are always popular, but there is, there wasn't like a new model. Like there wasn't a bunch of, um, M2s or 
there wasn't, I'm trying to think of other cars that came out in the last year. There wasn't anything like anything brand new that was prevalent there. Yeah. It sounded like actually there were more trucks than typical or that tons. stood out more. There was tons of trucks. Way like more than if, ever. if there was a new car that people modified think, a lot, it was so. the trucks. Yeah. Um, very untastefully modified trucks. So, yeah, that's just, you know, from like, untastefully modified cars in years past to untastefully modified trucks. Yeah, and everything has over fenders now, so it's not just the foreign cars or German cars. It's it's every single car, every, you know, American cars. Oh, really? That's so just it's a just, trend across the board. It just swept completely. I th- yeah. So then, last year was the over fender nationals mm-hmm. where this it, like, started really getting bad this i mean is the you over saw fender that. universe or yeah, something yeah or the i don't know what's bigger than the nationals the but yeah there was a lot of uh yeah. okay. i don't know a lot a lot not that much not as much matte paint jobs i think those are kind of phasing fading out a little bit yeah hmm. uh, people are probably realizing that they're hard to maintain and stuff mm-hmm. yeah okay. not as many wraps as i remember in the past interesting uh, but you know, oh, you know, it's a, a new trend that I've, I don't know, it, it seems like it's been around on big trucks, like the big stupid trucks for a while, but the lug nuts that are shaped like cones that stick oh, way out, God, like spikes. The pointed ones, yeah. Yes. Like, what? They're like three inches long or four inches long or something. So that the, must be something developed by uh, socket manufacturers because you're going to need an extra deep oh, socket. Yeah, yeah. Just they to, sell so you they a socket sell you. with it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So that's developed by Snap-on. So those are always on trucks and everything because trucks love the star. Like every truck has star company logo is, yeah. the, is a star. Yeah, basically. and they have stickers and then they're on the wheels. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, But I've not- I noticed it on a bunch of cars on this, on this SEMA. So like huh. there was an RWB at the Garrett booth. It was in Martini livery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and saw a lot of pictures of that it had those one. big old four-inch uh, pointed so lug weird. nuts. Or, yeah. And they're so lame. And it, it just threw, like, if that car was somewhat of a tasteful RWB, which it, it might have been. Yeah. It kind of was. Yeah, you could argue that. Uh, those things put it over the top and made me say, fuck you, and want to hit it with a baseball bat. Yeah. So, yeah, Sorry. you heard so yeah. the lug notes are like, like four trucker inch ones. trucker ones. Yeah. On cars on now, a, On a Porsche. Super cool. Oh, were they deep dish wheels? Yes. That's why. Yeah. So cool. So cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of like, I mean, that's like one ask. That's that's what SEMA is. It's the uh, automotive aftermarket. Things you can, like doodads you can add to your car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the SEMA show is where this stuff comes out. So that's it. If that's their show. Like, that's, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, but if, if that we're was talking at about- a company selling those lug nuts, then that would be fun. That would be their thing. But the fact that some guy doing a build of a car decided to put those on his Porsche 911, I say, fuck you, my friend. Fuck you. <laughs> Pal. Yeah. Buddy. Pal. Hey, Buddy. so about that REWB Martini one, yeah. um, I wonder if the reason why. You know, it could be considered if, you know, the closest to tasteful of any of them is because uh, it's got a li- like a race car livery, like a 935. And then the fender flares you might be right. basically are designed to mimic the 935. And uh, so you get the closest possible. You like were- if you had, if you only were tasteful with the wheels and did 15 inch wheels with fat rubber mm-hmm. uh, that were super wide then you might be, like, right there, like, shit. Like, this is actually really cool. I think you're right. And the wheel fitment was a little not as aggressive. Because we don't hate fender flares. No, no. Fender flares are awesome. I love fender flares. That's what I'm saying. It's not the hate of the fender flare. It's the application. Yes. And and having it drop to the ground. And then having your stretch tires on your your overly wide wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise we wouldn't want to go look at Porsche race cars. Because they're all flared and rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so uh, the uh, this one, the fitment was actually decent, where you could see like taking it on a track or something. Yeah, and uh, it had a turbo. Okay. By oh, Garrett. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So it was like a purpose. You know, it actually yeah. had some go behind it and stuff. So it's like, yeah, as, as uh, the RWB thing is iterating, they're like may actually be turning them into real good cars that 
Sure. It could happen. We would hate to see it here at DWA because then we, we would, would have to, to see it. we'd have to then eat our hats. Find something else to hate, hate upon. Yeah. yeah. I could, I could pick that thing apart like crazy, but I mean, overall it was, it was a decent looking car. You I know? mean, if you look at a 935 and start looking at all the fender gaps and weird little details, that it's probably a, looks bad too, but it's that's a race car. That's a race car. So, so you get a total to different that. standard, you know, yeah. like, uh, like I'm like, I always look at carbon fiber cause that's my, my business. And, uh, you know, I'll see, I'll see this like matte, what people call dry carbon. Yeah. And it'll be on a street car and it just looks like shit. Right. And they have like nicks and scratches and you're like, dude, that's awful because this is on a, a street car that the pure, the reason it's on this street car is for aesthetics. It's all visual and it looks like shit. And then you see it on a race car, you're like, okay, it's yeah. been, it's, it's had rocks hit it. Yeah. Like they don't care about making a perfect finish. They're just popping it straight out of the mold and putting it on a car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a totally different standard between a street car and a, and a, you know, a real race car like that. And then a uh, fake patina was, it was prevalent. Mm-hmm. Not any more so than last year or anything like that though. But overall, Pretty underwhelming show. What, I mean, uh, really busy, more busy, you know, oh, I busier than my previous nine years. Wow. Just growing every year. Yeah. The outside section, just huge, like... All the, the drifting stuff and the actual <laughs> demonstration stuff. Four demonstration, like, drift yeah, zone yeah. areas. There was a BMW, Chevy, Ford out front, and then maybe another one. Uh, God, that is such a scene in itself. Yeah. You could go just for that yeah. one day. Um, most attractive models... What booth? Oh. Uh, I don't even remember. So many. You can't even choose. Uh, what about... Uh... Warren's the guy posing with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Oh, my God. Waiting in line. Yeah. Waiting in line. There was this little kid in this thing signed, and I walked by him all like, pervert. <laughs> <laughs> future, future pervert lane. Um, how about most interesting piece of kit that you saw like oh. piece of kit yeah. yeah what do you mean by that what does that mean i feel like you're speaking um, a different language it's that's british for uh, <laughs> gadget or uh, oh, like yeah this. so yeah this is what seem is for that's like what, what, what are these new accessories that is what, that, that yeah. is what seem is for like a lot of people just go there to look at the builds and stuff yeah. and they're like oh th- that hall sucks like north hall sucks it doesn't have anything but it's, that's where all the, the parts like, parts are that you yeah. buy to make Did something you walk through and go you know that's kind of cool that's an interesting I, I invention. I really did a... I didn't do a very good job at, like... What do we pay you for? I don't know. Fuck. Seriously. I didn't do a good job at looking, like, really looking. I don't feel yeah. like I had time. I, I, didn't do, kinda... I didn't do that last year at all. Because yeah. you basically only have time to look at all the more, uh, like, cover page exactly. stuff. The candy so not, kind of... Yeah. Like, yeah. So you're not going to go through all the dash cams and the, mm-hmm. you know... Name your and all the Chinese light companies and stuff like that. You know, you have to kind of navigate through. You're like, is this a real company or is this like a knockoff Chinese company? Or is it, you know, there's the all the air horn companies (laughs) and they have their videos (laughs) playing of them like scaring people with air horns (laughs) in their big trucks. How about the Chinese Chinese tire hall? Or did you go through the Chinese hall where you can buy like beds and stuff, like you know truck beds and all that shit, and like the steel wheels and oh, like Apex Show or something? I don't know. When we went a couple years ago, it was like the first hall that we walked through. It was all like the Chinese uh, contract manufacturers that like you know just build all this stuff and yeah. And then you get into the real hall where it's like all the name brands that you know. But, I don't even know. I would, yeah. Probably probably a part of the North halls like that. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Um, but Mazda had like two really cool cars. They always have a cool thing. Uh, but Did I don't you, know. I didn't really see any like products that really, really stood out. There was a really cool, uh, uh, there was a twin charge setup on a Subaru WRX. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. It was a Cosworth, Cosworth engine. Mm. That sounds so, awesome. Kind of cool. So <clears throat> for a regular person, like, so this is the automotive aftermarket. Really, you know, we're car people. Uh, it should be targeted at the products that they're going to sell us shortly. Uh, for us, is there anything relevant about SEMA? No. Like, for our cars that we have, that we enjoy, and that we spend a little bit of money here and there on. But what does SEMA do There is you? a little bit. Like, maybe no, tires. Uh, wheels and tires, I guess, because we yeah, like new person. New wheel styles that are coming sure, out. This is where you see those. You have suspension manufacturers. I know, but there. what is SEMA doing for you with suspension? It's not doing much, because... You can look at the shocks and be like, huh. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, you see not... all this stuff introduced online. Right. Like, well, you're not maybe... going to drive a car with KW coilovers versus Bilstein's. Like, that's not available to you at SEMA. So, it's not like really, I mean, SEMA is there for, you know, a shop or a someone that sells stuff online or something like that to go find people, find products that they want to sell. That's what SEMA's there yeah, for. Exactly. So for us, it's between the cons- manufacturers and the and the resellers, and, basically, and yeah, resellers and, and installers and stuff yeah. like that. So for us, the consumers, no, not really. I mean, everything's online. We can find out way more online and get people's opinions that have actually used the parts that don't work for the companies. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's just it's just more kind of cruising around. I think it's people watching, following and, trends, and seeing what the trends are, pressing the cool. flesh, yeah, meeting people, talking. Yeah, that kind of thing. I, I could just sit on one of those, you know, like kind of stages and watch the whole show go by. It's crazy. And don't discount the people that are there. You know, it's mm. all walks of automotive life. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would almost want to just like take. I don't even want to walk it if I, I go know. again. I just want to take a tour. Like, yeah, they have the double stacker bus yes. tours, yes. and you just sit on the top and like <laughs> yeah. somebody like you know is on Can the microphone saying the mic? on the left, like, exactly. and then you have this. Exactly. You know? And there's Magnus Walker. Uh, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody wave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so well, that's enough SEMA talk. That's I think. enough SEMA talk. Yeah. So uh, you want to do some project updates? Yeah. Do you want right. to? No, you've been talking a lot. Yeah, I've been talking Shit too much. Wham's up. Yeah, uh, I drove the van again today. Uh, I smogged it last week and kind of gave it a little once over. hadn't hadn't done much to it since driving it for a few months. Um, topped off some fluids, tightened some seatbelt bolts, stuff like that. But after I smogged it, um, when it was idling and stuff, I was back there listening to it. Um, kind of loud bearing noise. Uh, and at first, it was my mechanic a couple, uh, like last year, year and a half ago, said that the alternator was getting noisy. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. And it kind of sounded like that, rotational in the motor, just... Um, with a stethoscope, I discovered it's the water pump. The water oh, pump. Okay. Oh, bugger. Bearings are noisy. Uh, no leaks, no performance issue, nothing like that. It's been doing this for three or four months, something like that. It's getting noisier. Um, but I could kind of tell something was going on. Um, power steering lines are seeping a little bit. So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at with the van. It needs a water pump and some power steering hoses. Uh, not a big deal. I think it was like a three-hour book job. And to be honest, probably mo- the majority of it is bleeding that freaking system, the burping, that coolant system. Oh, yeah, because it's all, with, all the way in the front. Yeah. The radiator's in the front. Yeah, and the cooling lines go underneath so the car. So you just jack the, the rear end, like, way up in the air? and Nah, there's a whole procedure, but it's it was equally as many steps, and I've done it once way back as doing the actual water pump. You know what I mean? You get the pump in, and that's yeah. fine, but then the real battle begins. So um, I'm sure for people that have Anigans and have done it a bunch of times, they're laughing right now, and then for other people, they didn't realize that that's a whole deal uh so that's the van again otherwise it's great it's been driving awesome um very happy with it drove it today and then uh the window latches for my bmw came in from germany oh yeah did you didn't bring them in for show and tell i, I really want to see them i know they're so, so they were cool. brand new yeah that's rad from bmw um slow boat and they're so glorious just looking at them <laughs> you should have oh. ordered three just so you could put one on the mail <laughs> i know i uh, now I, my debate is do i wait until it breaks Oh. Do I do it early? Do I just ride these old ones as long as I can and preserve these? In like oh, a, so yours aren't broken yet. They're cracking. But they're fatigued. They're cracking. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I don't know. I don't. I think I'd say... I say rock, replace them. Replace them the because ones. what if they break and then I'm yeah. somewhere far away and the windows oh, and they're flapping, flapping around? Yeah. You could keep them in the glove box with the screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. And there's not, like, there's not pressure on them when they're closed, right? Uh, no, I'm sure not. There is, but not as not as bad as you think. I mean, you kind of. I think once they're closed, they're they're kind of holding themselves together. Uh huh. So are these a new old stock thing, or were they rev? They look they look new new stock. Okay. The yeah. smell of fresh plastic. Yeah, I licked them and everything. They're <laughs> delicious. So you're not gonna put them on? They're just gonna break that. because they're like no, 25, 30 no, no, years. They're old. like they're like glossy and black, like really gotcha. nice. Cool. Yeah, but they're still the same design. So okay. Uh, 
Yeah. That oh, was... I did run into uh, that Dimitri Orlov. Oh, yeah. He, he's like Orlov Design yeah. on uh, Instagram. So he makes those little uh, E30 door handles. Yeah, you said that he makes these door handles instead of the aluminum ones, but I don't think they're aluminum. He they? said they're cast aluminum. I think they're the pot metal. The original ones. Yeah, which is like a pot metal. Okay. So what does he make? Like like he mix does like a milled aluminum. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Wham needs to get a set. Well, what about the fucking window latches, Orlov? I know. Fuck. Tell him to make them. I know. Hey, <laughs> hey make them. That's, that's basically what we have this podcast for. Uh, he said his handles are like 160 bucks for the pair. That's kind of a lot. But I'll bet that's a cool upgrade. So like, he was, that, that that's probably he feels was saying, so much he better. He was saying, yeah, they're kind of a lot. So, yeah, you know. And I was thinking, eh, that's not that bad. I mean, if you want to buy something like that, and it's yeah, cool little Something touch. you touch every time you drive yeah. your car. I like the the M3, E30 M3, say, Motorsport on the handle. Yeah. He said those are the same price. Okay. And they're just like a... Sh- you but know, they're pot metal stuff. The way they're built is shitty, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I'll have to chat. See what's up. I remember a cool upgrade for the Mark II GTIs were the 944 ones. Mm-hmm. The same yeah, Porsche. Handles. Exactly. Yeah, they say Porsche, and they're like way better build quality. Yeah, and they're really expensive. It's like a big one piece thing. Are they really expensive? Yeah, because aren't those on all 944s? Yeah, well, late model 944s. Like I have them on my car, but they are uh, used. They're about 150 each. Okay. Oh, per side. Yeah, but you could probably find them at the junkyard too. Pretty hard to find, I think. I think they've been... they've been. Everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone who knows, knows. Because not only do you have all the Porsche guys that want them... You, you have, have all the Volkswagen, Volkswagen guys, guys, yeah. It's a shark-filled pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian. Um, speaking of you uh, burping the Vanagon system... Yeah. After having a baby, it was... I was Maybe it's a stretch, but I was, like, coming up with a few parallels with car ownership, and that was one of them. It's like, oh, it's just like owning a car, you know? Yeah. you got to do some regular maintenance. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, do, you know, you yeah, got to burp yeah. the system every once in a while. It's super mechanical. It's just Way like... Way more often than a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, you do some regular ma- preventative, ma- or, you know, the maintenance where you're listening yeah. for different sounds, and then you yeah, hear yeah. something, it's a weird sound, so then you go change the diaper, you know, and yeah. you just keep that up. You keep Dude. changing those, keep it fresh. Lane, what are you doing? I thought I, I thought I lost this little thing that took me like three hours to make yesterday. Uh, so. uh, <laughs> I was um, all freaked out. I was thinking it more in terms of as a mechanic or someone that cares for cars. You are sort of like a doctor, but you know doctors specialize. They they only work on feet, or dentists only work on teeth, and on top of that, they only work on a, like human teeth. Right. Right. And if you're really a good mechanic, you work, you work on everything. On everything. Yeah. All different parts of the car. Yeah. Electrical, mechanical, doesn't matter. All different makes of car. Most shops will yeah. tackle a lot, and yeah. except for sobs. Or, you know, I know. Doctors have it easy. It's like doctors, humans. Oh, I'm a doctor. One Whoa. make. One oh, make and model. Exactly. Oh, is that just human teeth you're doing? Huh. How many giraffe teeth have you seen? Yeah. Oh, none? That's weird. Yeah. No, doctors, they are just glorified mechanics. Exactly. I think Kevin would agree. He did. We yeah. had this conversation. Yeah. And uh, he actually was finishing my sentences. He was like, and they only work on human teeth. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> so I rest my case. I'm basically a dentist. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so project car updates. Um, you drive an electric car, and your other car's new. Yeah. Moving yeah. No. And by the way, I'm not going to feel bad about not having project car updates for you my, don't have to for my bad. Mercedes. The bottom line is, you have potential for many project car updates if you want them. Oh yeah. Even little small things. Like you can play with other stuff besides the the actual swap. Well, I have an order of operations that I work okay. in. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I have an order of operations. Well, I mean, it's almost actually to the level of superstition. Like, I don't want to start fixing uh, minor things when there's major stuff to do first because, uh, well, but sometimes you could it goes back into minor, history. Those minor uh, things in like a short time period, like you only have an hour to work on the car, let's say, and you can get one thing done. Whereas I'm not going to start, start detailing the car and getting it all tweaked out if I don't have like it running and the motor right. and all no, that no, shit. Not detail. So, so I've been doing little things on the 944 when it's when it's down. Okay. Even That's, though it doesn't. I mean, even though it like, doesn't run, right? Or yeah. it runs, but yeah. it, but it has a blown head gasket. You still don't know. 
It has a blowout. I, guess. I know. I know how to, I can diagnose a freaking blowout, I guess. All right. All right. I mean, it smelled cool and out of the freaking exhaust. Okay. And it, you know, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, okay. Yeah. So what, I mean, it's different philosophies. Someone's uh, heckling but, you on e-golf, uh, love. That's true. No. About this project car update, and I don't thing. blame I just yeah. have to get it off my chest. Okay. I think that I just work at a different pace. When it came to racing, like building my race car, that shit took a long time. Like I was, it was in my mind to like go racing very far in advance. I was sitting on the sidelines watching for a long time. Eventually I get all the right pieces of the puzzle together and, uh, I can make it happen. Um, and I, I think it's a similar thing with like this vintage car stuff. Like, uh, you know, it, the, it started with the coastal range rally one. Um, it gets it in my mind. And then, you know, I, I, uh, I just got to get all the pieces of the puzzle together and, you know, just with life having, setting all that stuff up, like it just takes time. And so I've, you know, over time beating myself up over, it, you know, like, Oh God, this is weighing on me, but I'm kind of like, I'm relaxed about it now. Yeah. I, I, I don't need to have project car updates every time. Like it'll happen eventually. I just, I, I am making progress on the back end to try to set it up, but, uh, I'll get there. And if it's by the Coastal Range Rally 2, we'll see. I don't know, but uh, doubtful, but maybe. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. You guys can't pressure me into feeling bad about it. <laughs> I was almost giving you a free pass. And did now anyone let's pressure him? I don't no, know. No. I was like, you didn't. You guys are fine. You, it's all, <laughs> it's all me. Yourself. I'm pressuring I know. myself. I know. So can I? Th- we, I have we, a- have, we have to. It's like we have to be accountable every week for <laughs> wait, what we've done. Wait, what did so- you, you say to start this whole diatribe? Is you have your mode of operations, <laughs> yeah. or order of operations. Order of operations. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's I, fix the major stuff first. I had a dream the other night, and it was so ridiculous. Brian cruises up. And he's in a brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee, and but Christina still has hers, oh and he just God. rolls up in a brand new dark green Jeep dark Grand green. Cherokee, oh, and man. he's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" We're like, when Warren and I just look at each other and shake our heads, we were like, we were like blown away by it. Like but that was that, that was my that was my whole dream. That would be a weird move. I remember just that's a like, weird dream. What dude? the fuck's Brian? <laughs> okay, I gotta get this off my chest too. I listened to your episode with Hushy Pushy, Matt, yeah, and. Brian chimes in with, I think I'm a Wrangler family. Like, we're a Wrangler family. I'm like, listen to this podcast going crazy. Like, what are you talking about? The shittiest car sold, maybe? Yeah. Worst car. As a tool, it's pretty good. Yeah. But as a car, it's the worst. Yeah. It does everything worse than your Jeep that you have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't do anything good, except for when you're in the Rubicon. Or at the Pismo Dunes or something. Or looking cool. No. Really, though? No, it doesn't Well, really he's looking cool. at, like, a four-door ring. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm right. saying it what has is, a little bit is, of practicality. No, it, no, it really is. It's, like, the worst as far as practicality. Yeah. But the people who drive it, they all know that and accept it. <laughs> I know, but anyways. That well, my... it depends. I mean, it can be a much bigger discussion about, like, what value is for cars. So it's like... But if, you're talking about replacing a car that you need to be very reliable, comfortable... Well, uh, no, you said reliable, sure. And that can be the Jeep too. Comfortable? Comfortable is a different question. Like wh- where is that need on the chart? Like it's a it's an open question, right? No, like it's it's, not it's, an open it's a question. personal preference for everybody who's in the market, right? I know, but I'm thinking about it from a human point of view. From a human point of view, it would be a huge step down in comfort. <laughs> okay, thank you. But comfort may not be the top priority, you know? Like, And I'm not saying... I guess that's where I come in and say, yes, it is. It should be your top priority or a higher priority. That's, where I, that's why I... It depends I'm on what the, what the car's for. If they're doing, like, family, big family trips or a daily commute over the hill, Both suck. terrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so... If you're driving to the beach or to the yeah. to Whole Foods and back, it's sure. fine, you know? sure. So but that, is what, yeah, what if, for example, sense of occasion was high on our priority list? Everybody has their own individual yeah. list of priorities, right? And their their needs. So what if sense of occasion, sense of occasion is Same big? Same reason an old Land, Land Rover would be rad or something. Yeah. Like, like, that was sure. what we were kind of comparing. Yeah, that would, that would be that. an uncomfortable car for 100%. commuting and all that stuff. Yeah, and you're talking about replacing the commuter with this car. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like... You're not trying to... Well, not exactly, sense. actually. I mean, what what is the commute right now with that car? Like, I have a com- I commute, and I drive an e-golf. What, what is I the commute right now? It's zero. commute. Which is nothing right now. But yeah. she's okay. going back to work soon. Someday she'll have to drive 50 miles a day on windy, very dangerous yeah, it would roads suck. comparatively. It would suck. It would it, suck. The worst car. Yeah, yeah. It would be. All right. I'm moving on. Yeah. That's where yeah. I come in. You can say, yes, yeah, sense of occasion. I get that. But I can say, don't 
being in the worst car ever. Yeah, they're pieces of shit. We got to find shit to talk right. about sometimes. I know. But <laughs> you guys were all giving them like, yeah, dude, they're reliable and like take the roof off and does the window go down? Like the windshield, does that happen still? Like <laughs> for the fucking two days a year you do that. You have the other 362 uh, I think days we were looking shitty. at it. We weren't looking at it as, as, as much of a sub, I think I mentioned too, it sucked driver of the hill a few times. <laughs> okay. But, uh, we weren't mentioned, we weren't talking about it. At, uh, we were talking about more of a sense of occasion as a, as, and as a replacement for like buying an old Land Rover or something like that. And that I wouldn't argue Where with it's at all. more reliable, yeah. it's modern, it has a warranty, yes. it's more comfortable. It, then, it has all that. Then it's six. It's a it's a modern version we of were, those. We were classic. looking at in those aspects and on those merits. We were saying it was a it would it would be cool. So whatever. yeah, and I think it's unfair yeah. to like just like there's a chance that like in this scenario, Christina could work sixty percent. So it's uh you know only a few days a week. And in that case, we can also, uh, you know, we don't work far from each other. So it really depends on this, the, the particular situation. But, like, I could drive a Jeep to work two days a week, and that would not be a big deal. You would hate it. That's what I'm trying to say. Dude, I mean, I don't know. Like, that, I think that, like, it's actually he not that far. Queen. I know, but I've just worked on one. A guy bought a, the best last six-cylinder Wrangler. Yeah. Long wheelbase two-door. Yeah. And he... Had, it had rancher suspension and huge off-road tires. We did full Bilstein kit and new BF Goodrich and, and, and wheels. Yeah. Still drives like absolute shit. Well, it probably drives worse. It's No, it drives better than what it was. He had huge knobby Kevlar reinforced good Goodyear tires. Okay. And it, it drives better, but you're fighting it the whole time down the highway. It's it's squirrely, um, road noise like crazy. Wind yeah, noise. yeah, they suck. Uh, they they're suck. hard to get in and out of. Terrible visibility. Uh, I can go on and on. Like the worst car, you know, every Wrangler. It probably is the worst car made to, because it's built. It's it designed back that's in what I'm whatever. Saying. Yeah, but so, I mean, you could almost like what you're. It's funny though because how you're describing it, it's like basically like all these vintage cars that you, ex- you might be which, into. Totally. It's exactly that's the same my, thing, which dude. is what our point was. We were saying you can yeah. buy a vintage, like brand new vintage car today. Yeah, yeah. you know, so, so it has I all mean, those you, compromises, but those compromises a lot of times make a car interesting and fun too, right? So yes, that's what our whole point times, was. You know, anyways, project updates. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, no. So one more is uh, I'm, I may be trying to, like, adopt a project car update train here. So my dad has one of those old 55 Ford pickups. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been off our property in a shop for kind of a long time. Oh, really? Left. Yeah, cool. he's, like, actually getting some work done on it. Not so the one that you see when you go up there. We have we had two. Yeah, yeah. And then it was the – yeah, there was an older one that had huge fat tires in the back and everything. Um, and so he had it at a guy's shop. The guy, like, moved away to Hawaii and bailed. It's, like, all this common – that was the one like, that used it drove at one point, I think. No. What? Oh, is that the other one? Uh, I mean, it was like yellow. Prim- if you remember yellow yeah. primer, okay. it had huge meats on the back. Yeah. Like yeah. for, I don't know, like 12 inch huh. wide wheels or I something. It ran when you guys got it. Um, no, it, it, it was reported to have run. It was reported to have a good motor, but, uh, Anyways, uh, you know, it's like kind of slammed and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so just getting the suspension sorted out was kind of a thing. But so finally it, it, it has gotten in the hands of somebody who knows what they're doing and is, uh, has the time to work on it. So, uh, he's got the, got the suspension all set up and actually the frames all been powder coated and everything. It's got this like, uh, independent front suspension huh. installed already and that's all set up. And basically he's, uh, at the stage of he has to decide on a motor. Um, it, it's set up for a Chevy 350. So, uh, there's actually, I haven't looked at the catalog, but there's a world of options and you can go carbureted or you can set up the fuel, high pressure fuel lines for, uh, fuel injection, whatever that. Um, so anyways, I may, uh, I may be, uh, chatting with my dad and trying to help him bring that to fruition. So, uh, set up for a Chevy, it's a Ford truck. Yeah. Do you want to keep it forward? I would. Yeah. But it's already been done. Right. It but was ar- it already had a Chevy big uh, when he bought it. Yeah. Um, and really, I mean, whatever. I know. An LS swap may be the right thing, you know. Uh, I would yeah. prefer I, I I would prefer the stock motor, even if it's a straight six. But he's already done all this like suspension stuff. No, and no, yeah, it needs the front subframe power. Power. In I don't think it really needs power. It's just an old truck. Like, but he's put independent front suspension and 
So it'll ride nicer. Yeah. I mean, I, in an Id- ideal world, you open the hood and you get that old classic motor, you know? Sure. Um, but then, like, the guy he's chatting with uh, when he's trying to th- pick a motor, he's like, you know, you can go carbureted and it's simple and you just throw it in there. But if you're not going to be driving it a lot, you're always going to have problems with it because, you know, go the gas LS3 is going to... And- yeah, if you injected LS3 or something, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm not even up to date on all what these LS numbers. I I know the crate motors, you know, what you know, you have your the, pick of whatever yeah, from the, like basic iron blocks to yeah. all the way up to all aluminum everything. With the, the new the Chevy and Ford catalogs have some uh, total 50 state compliant motors you can put in. Yeah, like Chevy has all the E rods. Yeah, the E rod, and then the and the, the, he doesn't have to be compliant. It's yeah. super old coyote, car. That's what I'm saying for not this application, but the Coyote motor out yeah. of the new Mustangs. Um, that's what my friend JT's dad put in his Cobra. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some very modern options. Harder to fit, but and probably way more plumbing and stuff that you would need to deal with. Mm-hmm. I would probably about the same, but yeah, but uh, it's just the fit because the the uh, you know the underhead valve. 350s and stuff are so compact yeah and those there's a huge it's a huge engine bay yeah but, i mean i think it's going to be 350 it's gonna be a, a variation of that because it's all the mounts are set up and that's yeah sure. i mean that's such a standard it's too a might cheap, as well it's a cheap way to go too, yeah you know? um but yeah that could be kind of fun i and then i'm gonna do my best to try to sway him towards like a vintage look like the NASCAR steel style. steel wheels and everything yeah. i mean not nascar style like just but old you know truck I mean, style I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I was, I'm gonna call him up tonight and just tell him to go like boyd coddington <laughs> dude well Chip the, you were just in sema so yeah. the problem is the problem is i think when you talk to people who are building these cars like that's the default that's what they like oh you know you're doing spend all this money get the nice fancy I wheel know. like you don't want just stock like that is totally you have to fight against that. You have to go to a place like when Connor's dad had his little business. Right. When his little hot rod shop, you have to go to a guy like him. Right. To really, to, for him to sway you into the cool vintage stuff where most of these guys are just, you know, put these new chrome wheels on it. Right. They go, yeah, exactly. And then you got the little, you know, you need the long nut, lug nuts with yeah. the pointed exactly. ends. That are like, you know, don't get the two inch ones. You got to get the fours because it depends on the offset of the wheel, you know, you got to match it. <laughs> but then you and they're ghost. telling you all this bullshit and you're like, well, whatever. Yeah. Let's build a classic car. You know, I'm doing it. I got to do it right. Like, let's yeah. do the new they shit. Put 17 inch wheels. Yeah. With little skinny tires. It's so easy. Ghost to flames. Yeah. yeah. Ghost flames. And unless sure. you're like really nerding out on like, you know, period correct shit. Like, you don't, you know, you don't even know. It's I like, I just, just want an nice... icon. If you want a, a nice resto mod, modern. I wish Icon put steel wheels on more of their cars, actually. They put the, they put like the, uh. On their, uh, they usually use pretty vintage hubcaps on their Derelict series. They look, you yeah. can't even tell. Oh, they, the they Derelict, like I was thinking of the, the FJ. Trucks, the they upsize them and copy the, yeah. uh, the original. But the trucks, they go for straight function. <laughs> you know, they want a, a heavy duty wheel that yeah they use like the stand. weld wheels or something yeah. or what or whatever i don't yeah. know what kind um but yeah anyway oh speaking of trucks actually before i move on uh we got called out on, on instagram uh somebody wrote us a message he's like for the love of god do not talk about four-wheeling if you don't yeah. know what the fuck you're talking I about i wasn't on that podcast so <laughs> okay for one the, our big our big thing was we didn't know that an 80 uh a, a, a land rover no, a Range Rover Classic didn't have locking front and rears. It only has a locking center. You idiot. Oh my god. Blasphemy. But, but you have to be value. you have to uh uh be open to the fact that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about no, with I'm wheeling saying, stuff. That's what I'm saying. We're, like but we barely talked about that even yeah. at, at all anyways. We were just, no, but I think it's good I think it's good feedback. I mean I but think that he's like, You guys need to have I'm like, Oh god, that's the last thing I would ever want is some what? fucking making friends with a four wheel drive guy and hanging <laughs> out. Well, we, should, we should have Dave Lawrence on the show because uh, he's he's all into that. So I'm, su- I'm super down with all that stuff. I'd love to have somebody who knew what they were talking about. I'm not saying we're adding another person to the podcast, but I mean I appreciate I guess, getting an expert like a, a opinion. Four by four guest. I, I don't want to pretend like fall, I know. I'll just leave it. for that episode. <laughs> really? You don't like that you stuff. Won't. It's so boring. Like to hear the inter- I'm not into it at all. So I don't you care like about Range Rovers and Land Rovers and Land like Cruisers that. and all that stuff. You like all that stuff. Yeah, and Dave Lawrence knows nothing about any of those either. So uh, he knows like C5 versus whatever. And like, how do you so, know? You never had him on the podcast. Or C10 versus uh, what's the one we always had get like wrong? Six Range Rovers. What's the one we always get wrong about the trucks? K10, K10, C10. This four wheel drive, two wheel drive, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. It's okay to learn. It's okay to learn. Branch out. Hate, 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 hate. 
any other? It's just like having someone on and talking about boats, and like I'll, yeah. I'll leave that one. <laughs> exactly. We've already done that. Yeah. Oh, dude, my neighbor went sailing on cold turkey. What? Yeah, Sorry, they almost died. Yeah, they had to get towed in. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Tell but, me a short story about it. They went out with the new owner. It was the new owner, my neighbor, and a, a girl, like a girl he's hanging out with. Mm-hmm. They get out there, and they're kind of like getting into dangerous territory out in the steamer lane, like in the li- lineup. And he's like, all right, we should probably tack. My, my neighbor's saying this. Yeah. And uh, and the guy says, well, what's tacking? <laughs> Wait, is this the yeah. new owners that we know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and hilarity ensued. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. He didn't get a second date. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, there's Dude. more to the story, but <laughs> that's classic. Well, that's one way to learn, right? Yeah, I was like, well, shit. Brian actually had his shit together. He knew how to tack at least. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, okay. so uh, classic. Lane, give us an update. Come uh, on, you've been hijacked. Brian hijacked you seriously? three times. I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have much of an update. I my brother bought a new 944 project car, what so year? that's the gray one that I posted on Instagram. It's a 1986 uh, 944 in slate gray metallic, so it's an option color, mm-hmm. like a special option color. Uh, over black has Cragen racing seats, or you know, name Dude, your, those are your so gener- bad. Your generic park Actually, store racing. They're not seats. as bad as I envisioned. They look so bad in there. No, but I mean, obviously they look terrible, yeah, yeah. but comparatively to what they could be. For sure, for sure. They're, they they're don't have, like, red accents on them and stuff like that. They're like a dragon or Yeah, something, exactly. You know? like, yeah, they are subdued for what they are, right. but they're pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, it also... So it has 129,000 miles. Um, it has a timing belt and clutch within the last year, year and a couple months, <clears throat> which automatically makes the car worth way more than he paid. He paid $1,000 for it. Yeah. Uh, needs tires... They're all dried and cracked. They're uh, Yokama AVS ES 100s, which is what we used to run on the Lemons uh, 944 mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, he he the interior fan wasn't working, so he fixed that yesterday. Like we basically have a 944 uh, warehouse parts warehouse in our in my shed here. So he was <laughs> able to you know they had a passenger side mirror was cracked. He was able to replace that. It needs bumper shocks. We have like tons of those had a broken fog light we have a few sets of those <laughs> we have I, I was looking we have one thing it's like it's just front turn signals we have like six pairs i think hey dude wow so, broken we have all these we have bins of switches and relays and we have full fuse box panels wow so we have everything for 944 so he's able to kind of fix everything that's kind of wrong with it yep the paint's not great uh the clear coat's all fading on the on the you know on all the top surfaces is that the sunroof is all funky sunroof's a different color so yeah. uh they obviously replaced the sunroof panel and it looked like they did duct tape around <laughs> it looked the... like it was taped or something but yeah. maybe on the previous car that it was off of probably because it doesn't look like i don't see signs of the tape on the actual car itself so maybe it was leaking on the previous car it was on or something like that <clears throat> um, no rust being a California car. And yeah, it's got that Craig and steering wheel too. It has, it has no, Momo. it has a Momo steering wheel. Oh, it's it so worse. It is the worst. I posted that on that same wheel on our Instagram account like a year or two ago, but the one I posted was red and it had the center section, this floating section on it. The bottom, um, bottom bar yeah. is Alcantara on this one. I know. And the one I posted was Chrome. Yeah. Because we had bought one for MA Carbon uh, with red leather, and we did the top and bottom in carbon fiber, and we sent it to Dubai or Abu Dhabi or something for a guy's uh, new Mustang. Mm. And Perfect. Or no, for his old Mustang. It was like a vintage Mustang. Like oh, it was 68 God. or something. <clears throat> and this is that same wheel. It's like a 300 and something dollar wheel. It's like not cheap. But it is so gross. Like, I expect, I imagine it's, it's called the Rally Fighter or the Street <laughs> yeah. Fighter or yeah. something like that. It's you know? a flat bottom wheel, too. Yeah. And it's like flat sides, maybe. And oh it's like square. God. Yeah, it's like a rectangle. It's like the new uh, Alpha 4C or something, but Momo. worse. How can Momo make really decent wheels and then really awful? Has Momo scene? had a good design since, like, <laughs> no. I mean, when Prototipo or no. Monte Carlo, maybe, was their last one? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a bummer. It's yeah. A bummer, man. Uh, yeah. So, so anyways, we were working on that. I was helping him with that yesterday a little bit. Actually, not really helping him. I was like yelling at him and stuff and telling him to get me a <laughs> screwdriver for stuff I was doing. But, uh, <laughs> I took my, I took, I, I worked on the Euro bumper a little for the 944. So for my 944. So I shaved off these little nubs on the front, filled those with filler, um, filled the windshield wiper nozzle sprayers on the bumper, uh, backed them with fiberglass and then, uh, you know, filled them with some kitty hair filler. Yeah. And then I filled the license plate holes and then I put in, I'm using us, um, turn signals as opposed to the European ones. Cause they sit flush. They're flat mm-hmm. rather than huh. bubble out. Cause I'm not using this surround piece with the bumperettes on the, on this bumper. So I'm doing all these modifications. So I made, and there's a little gap on the left and right because I'm not using surround. So I made this little carbon fiber filler piece, uh-huh, no way. Now. which fits in. Nice. I'm holding it right now and it's going to have two countersunk screws and then I'm just going to paint it, paint it matte black. Yeah. Or, uh, texture black, probably. Cool. So that's gonna, that's gonna fit in there. This little stupid thing took me like an hour to make. Wow. Because I'm just, I'm dremeling it. It's literally it the size of your index finger. Yeah. And, uh, not much detail, but I can see you just getting yeah. it perfect. And it has a beveled edge. Yeah. Oh. So and did then, you, you just added a flat sheet of carbon and then you cut it out of that basically yeah, and then exactly. smooth the edges? Yep. So I'm gonna make another one of those, which will be easy because I can now, I now have a template. Yeah. But, Okay, and then uh yeah, that's about that's about it. So any more plans on when you're gonna go get it painted now that you're like getting so close the, with the, the bumpers first, and all the, the bodywork stuff? Yeah. I mean I still have a little more of that stuff to do before I can get it painted and stuff. But first is uh once I get all this stuff together, I'll bring it to get the head gasket and then I'll bring it to paint. Oh yeah, so right. I think I'm gonna use I'll probably just use my Volkswagen money. So I'll probably just wait wait for that. It should be coming soon. Uh, in other news, I just, we did, the court settlement had its like final approval so for the TDIs. It did. Um, my coworker Phil has a same car as you, but newer, yeah. lower mileage. And he's been, he's probably made eight phone calls and been on hold for a combined like five hours. There's no reason to make any phone calls. And yeah. Why would he? But, well, he's essentially, old. no. Uh. He's, uh, like getting, basically trying to figure it out to be first in line to get all his stuff completely documents ready and everything. And it's been a total cluster. Well, but you just do it all online. You can do it all online. online. He did it all online. So then he just has a a a number. This whole scenario is not as easy as what everyone's saying. No, it's not as hard as he's making it though. You're just going to get your money (laughs) and like, it's going to be here any minute. I think it's going to be like a year from now. No. That's what I'm, that's what he's, that's what it looks like. Because there's also going to be some delay before they have to accept people's cars. And I mean, till you actually get your money, it's going to be a long time. Well, if that's true, then I'm going to bring my car in this, the end, by the end of this month. But, um, but I don't know. It seems like it's going, moving along. Like they just got that final thing and then they, they had it. You, you had to submit a, your registration, your, uh, what your pink slip. Yeah. So your title. And copy your, of your ID. A copy, a copy of your ID. Mm-hmm. So that was the latest thing that you had to do. And that yeah. basically goes in a review process. And then I think there's something about that review process that was really shady. It was like, yeah. So period. when I've been checking after I submitted those, still says, under still review. says review. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, it lists like your dealership of choice. Yeah. So like where you're going to take it. So I would imagine that they're getting notified. So they have a short list of who's going to be bringing the cars in. Yep. I'll get this phone number. He got some uh, kind of backdoor number to get information about it and it helped him a lot. So we'll put it on the podcast next time. No one's supposed to have the number. Along those lines, uh, just yesterday I was doing some more thinking. Like I've, I've been all for just like, let's trade it in, whatever. Uh, I, I went and got the e-golf, um, you know, just trying to get a commuter for replacing it. Uh, then afterwards learned that really the trick is waiting till the end of 2018. But you're basically you get a free down. car. No, it doesn't. As long as it's 12 and a half thousand miles and less that you put on it per okay. year, you okay. get exactly the so same. The mileage does matter if you go over 12 and a half. Yeah. Which I wouldn't. Okay. Um, but, uh, dude, my thought as of yesterday, I don't know if I have the balls to do it or if uh, I could talk Christina into it, but sell the Jeep and have her just drive the Jetta mm. for two years. But you'd have to do the timing belt. Yeah. Yeah. 
but and the tranny service. Yeah, but that would be not a big deal. Really it's cheap. Five hundred bucks. If yeah. I don't, if I, or seven hundred bucks. There's there's a guy that my dad works yeah. with who is uh, basically returning it last minute possible, and he's not. He's at like the same exact scenario. He's okay. not doing the timing belt. He's just going to run it, which I think is totally risky because it does have to be running when you have to when you when you uh, turn it in. I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, even if even if I do that timing belt service, you know what what is that like? A uh, yeah. I'll end up spending a couple thousand bucks on bucks. it. Yeah. I mean, for two years worth of a car, like that's super cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it would give you know if we were able to get out of our car payment for two years, we have plenty of money to like rent a car if we ever need sure. something. Yeah, yeah. If you're going up to rent, I, I think that's the absolutely. I think that's the smartest thing we could do. Or you could idea. you could sell it back and sell the Jeep back, and then you can lease another Eagle for her to drive over the hill in. What do you do with Reno? But no, then we can't do no, can't long trips. Reno. We can only have Fuck one electric car. <laughs> I know you guys got. Well, Reno. we can't even go to San Francisco. If we have two eagles, what if you like stage the other eagle? Like maybe if we stage them and you yeah. constantly yeah. charging. There you go. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> so leave, fun. Leave eagles no, you, tow, you tow an eagle <laughs> with an eagle behind your eagle. That's but then it gets like half the miles, so you're in the same position. Exactly. Is it trivia time? Yeah, it is. Who did trivia when I was gone? Uh, we did didn't. None. We did. Uh, we did fun facts with yeah. uh, Hushy Pushy. Oh, uh, that's okay. Because we totally forgot. Nice. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Um, you were missed, Warren. So after I looked, after I listened to that Wrangler podcast, I wanted to see if I was just making shit up and just don't like Wranglers, or if they are in fact bad cars. Oh, they're probably awful. They're so, a G, they're a Chrysler product, right? <laughs> How dare Lane? Come on, Chrysler's made the Viper for years. Uh, they're considered an, a mid-size SUV. And this is Consumer Reports. I'm not saying it's road and track. Yeah, or... Consumer Reports has something against Jeep Wranglers. <laughs> Jeeps in general. <laughs> Call Chrysler products. Um, Fuck so, those guys. Uh, the road test score takes all the factors and makes a number okay. 1 to 100. Just listen, Lane. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 1 to 100. The leaders of that segment are in the 85 range. 84, 85. That's, uh... What's your favorite vintage car, Warren? <laughs> if Consumer Reports rated it, what would it? Yeah, what's the yeah. crash safety on your? Right, uh, ahead, sorry, no, you you tell us a Bentley Mulsanne. All right, so yes, this guy is Dude, does lame. trivia on a podcast. Oh. Go, go! Just, I I'd like to. Uh, average scores are eighty five ish uh, for the top. That's the Toyota Highlander, Kia Sorento. Um, I love how they do the Highlander Hybrid and Highlander XLE. <laughs> top of the list. Uh, Honda Pilot, etc. Where did the Wrangler score? So it is the bottom of the list. Of course. Of course. What? So 85 is the leaders in the clubhouse. Where did the Wrangler rank on the road test score? Road test score. This is a uh, Wrangler Unlimited Sahara. Oh, can, so, you, yeah. can you get a zero? No. Is that possible? Like, what's the lowest? If the car broke down before they could test it, yes. That's okay. a zero. Like the lowest car ever, I think, is the Fisker. Really? I that think seems so. uh, okay. unlikely. Because okay. it but this broke, is like, not, three... It, but this isn't in this class. Oh, yeah, it this was the most overall. unreliable car they've ever yeah. driven. And, and this is specific... We're specifically talking about the class of mid-size, uh, SUV. mid-size SUVs. It's competitive. But it's just a number, so it doesn't... All of its competitors, if you were looking at all... If you wanted a mid-size... I'm going to say uh, 58. Oh, fuck. That was my number. What? You guys literally the same number? Seriously, I had 58. Well, you guys both blew it because you're way over. Whoa. Way over. What'd it get? 20. Is it the lowest ever? <laughs> oh, no. What, what else is lower? Nothing's than lower that I can see. Okay, so what's the Rubicon uh, trail success rate? 21. On all the cars. 21. All the competitors. <laughs> no, I don't know. They only <laughs> tested the Wrangler. It's the same truck, but probably the Rubicon's more rough riding. No, no, no. I mean, how many of those on the Rubicon can go do the Rubicon? Oh, oh none, because they're not trail rated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, zero, let's see, no, this is avoidance maneuvers and speed. So meaning oh, that before, be the, awful. before the car flips over, how fast can you do a moose avoidance? Oh, this is the moose test? Basically. This is our American moose test. And that's the one that the Grand Cherokee failed. Yeah. It was and like flipping over or something. In, uh, in Europe that the Hilux or the new Tacoma 
failed miserably. Oh, it wow. wants to flip over at scary low speeds. Huh. It doesn't surprise you if you look at if it. If you go on YouTube, type in moose avoidance uh, yeah. Hilux, and it's sketchy. So this is the speed we're doing right yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, I'm so, going to say like 30. 30. Uh, it's, the leaders were up in the 50 mile an hour range. This is the lowest at 45. So uh. five mile an hour slower, it'll flip over or yeah. want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it goes on. I'm not going to you know dive into it that's one thing we haven't we we haven't discussed much is like braking and handling with stuff like that because it is that much worse so it makes it a really unsafe car for your child 60 to zero is 15 feet longer than any competitor yeah um and then the one funny thing is owner satisfaction is above average Mm -hmm. reliability under average so it doesn't matter that it's a shitty car. The owners... It's like the digging. Range Rover people that I was and talking about. And the resale value is above average, too. Yeah. I don't know about that. But, yeah. There, there you go. And $36,000 for one of those. I thought and I think if you look, the crash safety is bad, too. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. yeah. And they say getting it in and out of it. Um, it basically, the list goes on. Yeah. But then it says for 4x4, it's the best in its class. If you're going on the Rubicon. Mm-hmm. So if you commute on the Rubicon, definitely buy a Wrangler. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's just uh, the other aspect of it is the like when I'm looking at this uh, book that I had mentioned last podcast, uh, 100 Trails or whatever, and they have beginner, medium, so and advanced. Right. I'm like, all for it. Yeah. It's basically, it's just interesting that, I mean, all the, all the pictures that they have in it are, well, I mean, they, they use Jeeps to do the scouting of the trails, but yeah. it's like you, you can't have a, a vehicle that's too wide. You can't have a vehicle that's too heavy. Um, the wheelbase makes a difference too, but it's basically like everybody's using Jeeps and you, you can, unlo- you know, it's like you can rate value as like, how, what can I do with this vehicle? Like if, if you think about a fun weekend and being, uh, uh, equating to being in a remote location without people, then if you have a vehicle that allows you to get sure. to uh, 25% of uh, the trails available that no one else can get to, yeah. like 25% more trails, then that means you get to go to cooler locations. Uh, like, what kind of, how do you measure that value? And then is it worth a trade off? Right. It is a ridiculous uh, calculation when you consider <laughs> yeah. the miles it's driven re- doing one thing versus the other. It is. It's but, a totally unnecessary requirement because if you only do it, well, well, the way the one you can't say that it depends on the person. I know, but for I'm you, that, that may be true. If you only want a car to do the 1%, then yeah, you buy a yeah. car like that. You know, you, you, that one time where you're camping, you're like, Oh, there's a dirt road. But I mean, I did a trip to Baja three week dirt road trip to Baja with a two wheel drive F one fifty in street tires. My brother did it in his Audi 4,000 Quattro too. I mean, we were on dirt roads that yeah, right. sandy desert for many miles and the truck did fine. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, that's like, uh, you know, easy or advanced, you're not getting to the, I mean, it's, it's different going into the Sierras and it's all, it all depends on like, you know, how often you're going to do that. Like, uh, you know, how far away are these trails from you? And are, you know, if it's something that you want to do, Totally. The, the reason it comes up for me is uh, because, you know, I look at the Jeep like that allows us to unlock a certain number of trails. Uh, but then but you also... get into a weird situation where it's like, OK, well, uh, it's kind of too nice to yeah. get into the aggressive ones. But if I want to go on the lower nice ones and I don't need that for your level. 99% of your driving. Yeah, it's nice. It's a yeah. nice, comfortable, quiet, smooth car. It's warm in the winter. It's yes. You, you have good yeah. AC it's in not the summer. Compromising it's not compromising. And yeah. then for those times you can do like. 90% of those trails, let's say, or 75% of the trails in that book without really any fuss. So is that, that's a pretty good compromise. You know, you get a lot of the trail stuff and you get a comfortable car that you can drive to work. Yeah. I'm no expert. I'm just an expert in opinion. Although even, even that is a compromise over like a sedan or something like that. For totally. Your daily drivers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we, it's all the people that we spend more in gas because we want this extra. Totally. And yeah. that's the whole, that's the thinking behind that is, you know, people have always, said, well, I want the ability, even though they Absolutely. never will, you know, even maybe one time they, ha- yeah. they go, Oh, I think. I, I use the capabilities to get out of that or, yeah. you know, go on the beach on the sand. And you always want to know that if it happens, you'll be ready. Yep. You know, it's that preparedness. And the same thing goes for four wheel drive. I mean, how many people really use their four by four truck? Yep. Really? 
Yeah. Unless they're going to the snow a lot, which is a great excuse. But uh, but you that, don't need it. It saves not, you from if if you don't want to put chains on, and you you know if you are going to spend yeah. the money on the right tires, then totally. yeah, you that's that's a and clear maybe advantage. You go up five times a year, and all five weekends it didn't snow the day before, and you just right. cruise right up. I know. You know, you're like ah. And I used to you, pride and, myself on using the minivan to go to Tahoe. Totally, that's that like better than fuck four wheel drive. Like <laughs> I can do exactly. it just fine in this two wheel drive. That's kind of how I felt with that two wheel drive truck in Baja. Is this uh, stock F one fifty? with yeah. street tires and, and you lowered down the pressure and yeah. we cruised three hours into the desert and yeah. everything was fine because it, at that level a lot of it can be based on skill too totally. it's like i can do you know sure you can have that crutch of four-wheel drive but if i take the right lines i can figure like, this, shit oh, out. this like, this section coming up is really sandy i'm gonna keep momentum get a lot of speed through yeah it. yeah um yeah so or you buy your four by four and you go up to tahoe and you have your normal all season tires on and you, blow, and you go to yeah. break and you slide past the turn, you know, you slide off the berm, which not, you always see the forerunners off on the side yeah. and, and the, the Ford Explorers and all that stuff. Cause they think they're, they think they're like invincible cause they have all wheel drive or four wheel drive. See, we shouldn't be talking about this cause we're not, we're not, we don't uh, really, yeah. Experts. yeah. Uh, yeah we live but, in California. There's no, there's no mountains here or anything. No, that's true too. By the way, the, the Land Cruiser like that Kevin's looking at right now, the, uh, J100 or yep. whatever, the 80 series. I, for, I forget which year. I think it's the 100. I think it's the 100 too. Um, dude, those things are like crazy heavy and big and wide. Like those aren't good. Like in, in the book, the trail book that I'm looking at, like, it's like too big to get like a lot of yeah. the like you basically have to rate a trail based on the most difficult part of it. Even if the entire sure, trail sure, is easy, can't do it. but then there's one yeah. skinny thing you have to get through, then you can't do it. And right. how about getting uh, what they call pinstripes where the branches right. are sliding down the side of it constantly? Dude, you. F- yeah, that's not the kind of car you want to do that with unless it's already meant for that. You know, yeah, you but, put it through its. But yeah, like for, I mean, I think that these are big, uh, those Land Cruisers, uh, that series is big for like they, for overlanding and stuff. Like they're yeah. heavy duty. They can carry a lot of weight and, and they're comfortable. Um, and they're comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like for, for off-roading and stuff, like I, I don't know, like this is getting out of my element, but I know that like the early ones have the, uh, straight axles and maybe you can get lockers for them and everything like that. Oh, but, stop, stop, so stop. The, the thing is, but I don't see like, I, I, they may not be that great. They're so heavy. I don't they're know. Heavy. I mean, that's not a bad thing but uh to to have uh that wide of a car i think you bring up a great point and the other thing that gets me with those especially for long overlanding stuff 13 gas mileage city 18 highway so the best you're gonna get and who knows if that's even accurate on a car with 160,000 miles now you got a car that's getting basically 15 miles per gallon and fully loaded fully loaded so 13 right 12 that's pretty bad and with big tires probably because it's all-time Let's just move on. This is for our, is other, our other podcast that Lane isn't a part of. Yeah, go do that. <laughs> Be fun. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope, hope you enjoyed it. Later. Bye. Goodbye. Um, and <laughs> hilarity ensued. Yada yada yada. He didn't get a second date.